Welcome, welcome to the Black Air Fun Pod. I'm your host, Roy, and my Niger Queen joining us today. Niger, Niger Queen, really? Do you mean Niger Queen? You gotta get the, you gotta <laughs> get the accent queen. right. Niger Queen. It's your I, Niger Queen right now. <laughs> also, since my sisters found out about this podcast and how like I go by Rena here, they keep going, Rena. Oh my God. <laughs> that is just embarrassing. The way it took me so long to figure out that Rena was queen in like French. Or something like that. Spanish. <laughs> Embarrassing. Yeah, Spanish. Spanish. Embarrassing. Was embarrassed. Rain is French and Raina is Spanish. Wait, how did you think I came up with the name? Honestly, I had no idea. Well, I didn't intend for it to be my name. But when I started tweeting on F1 Twitter, that was my display name. And people started calling me that in spaces. And I was like, oh, that's what people think my name is. So you know how like sometimes like. Africans, us Africans will just like do weird little like names when we're growing up. Like one of my cousins in WhatsApp, he's called himself JJ Krakowski. Like, and then another cousin has called himself Kimmy. So I just thought it was like, oh, I just had this interesting name. <laughs> my cousin's name is Gitarder, which is yeah. like a traditional name. And like, he is obsessed with Wizkid. So he, for the longest time, 10 years maybe now, he's been calling himself Gizkid. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not the best that's way too close to uh... <laughs> uh, exactly i'm like obvious no <laughs> no nah, uh, africans always have the craziest nicknames i know oh, or just they and they and they give themselves their own nicknames that's a part that i love <laughs> it's not nicknames <laughs> given to them it's called me okay. this so you know my name yeah like insert my name here um and the first three letters of my name is generally like what is used to form my nickname yeah in high school, at a time, people were joining that with Jizzle as my nickname. And just the f- term Jizzle? Oh, my God. The, cr- the oh cringe. The, oh cr- the cringe. And it doesn't even seem like it goes well. How did they come up with that? I don't it doesn't remember have the right how. ring. I've, I had so many nicknames. In high like, Jizzle at the end of things is kind of cool. Like, that could have been cool. But, like, oh, well. Jizzle? But no. It was giving, yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean it, it's it's been a good week. I mean, I feel like every race weekend. I mean, I know we have to have a summer break because the teams and the drivers need their rest, and I will always. But you know, I feel I'm like the that. momentum is on our side. <laughs> you know, this is kind of like if summer break had come like after Ivola, I would have or Miami, I would have been like on my knees, thanking God. I would have been like, yes, please, <laughs> we need a break from the hell that is F one. We're but right now we're in a flow. Exactly. So we're it's just like flow. it's like ah, summer break. I mean, I get it. And then also I feel like if we didn't have this summer break, maybe and again, like who knows what these like flexi floor changes might do to Yeah, hey, but they're not allowed to work for two weeks. Yeah, so but like, the three weeks summer break, two weeks but, is like but their brains shutdown. will be rolling. Their brains will still be tinkering and working, right? But they can't even send work emails or anything. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they can take their own laptops and like do their own like extracurriculars. I guess, but who wants to do that? Um, people <laughs> who are trying to keep their Adrian winning. No, they want their champion. I'm sure they get bonuses. Yeah. So I'm sure they want that. No, but anyway, so before we get into the race weekend, we have one thing we want to talk about, and it is hashtag drive it out. Okay, I'm just gonna point out that like, firstly. 
the video is like the cringiest thing I've seen since we race as one. And this is even worse, to be honest, because this is not a first attempt. It's literally we race as one with a catchy new slogan, funky new hashtag, same cringy video, same in action. They're literally doing nothing. It's, it's, it's irritating. Like the video is literally, someone said it's giving um, blackout the black, black screen on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that like people were doing during Black Lives Matter. And I was like, yeah, it is giving, it's literally so pointless. And I'm like, drive what out? What are we driving out? Are we, are we, are we what, drive it? What is this yeah. mysterious it? Like, like, we've discussed it before, even on the point. F1's allergic to saying racism. Like, they don't want to say that the problem is racism. And it's how, like, all these journalists, <clears throat> cough, cough, I'm looking at you, Chris Medland, looking at you, Chris Medland, talking about how, um, yeah, um, fans were burning Hamilton merchandise. What fans? Whose fans were they, please? Because if it was, I remember when Latif, Latifi got his quote-unquote death threats. Newspaper articles about how Lewis fans, Lewis fans, Lewis fans. But now you cannot open your mouth and say that Max Verstappen, why Max Verstappen fans are exhibiting KKK mob mentality. You can't say that. But you know the worst part about it is? I feel like it's the same implicit bias and racism that they always show Whenever you of see course. them reporting about like killers or whatever, and they'll if it's somebody who's black or brown, they will give you horrible mugshot, their whole like kind of list of rap sheet that are completely like irrelevant to the situation. But when they happen to be white, um, they were like, oh, and they were like an upstanding member of the community, and we just don't know how this happened. They did this on the honor roll, blah 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 blah. And so it kind of the same thing. The moment anything <laughs> when the happens shootings with Lewis, happen, <laughs> yes. So the moment anything happens with Lewis, oh, Team LH this, Team LH that, and then when it's anybody else, I don't even think it's a cognitive thing, which honestly makes it worse, right? It's not even a cognitive thing. So they're not even going to report on who it is. And that just shows just how much more systemically problematic it is. Just because if you don't even understand that you have a problem, right? Like if you're actively racist, cool. I've talked about this many times. If you're actively racist, cool. I know to ignore you. I know you're irrelevant and I can easily point it out. But if you don't even know the problem, we can't even begin to have a discussion. But and also drive it out. It sounds like it it sounds maybe catchier but it also sounds way more platitude than we races one because we races one at least feels like in those words you understand what the message is supposed to be about drive it out is like what like oh we just got into some beef but instead of like arguing let's go like talk it out oh let's go walk it out it's like what are we driving out is it like from like penalties hey we're not trying to do penalties like it's just way too vague and again it's just like slow creep to like words that are just kind of like hand like grabbing at the air so anyway it was just silly it was a meme and i've seen more memes about it today but this race weekend is way too juicy to not get into and so um we got a little bit of everything did we not um i think friday we came into the weekend and we were thoroughly in the mud I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't know if you had hope or you were like seeing flashbacks at the start of the season, but now it's we... feeling good. I had <laughs> really? a good feeling about Hungary from the beginning. You know, they're even trans- on Friday, me. even on the testing. Tra- I, I literally was in a space and I was like, people were like, oh, we're looking back. I was like, no, 
McLaren's place is full, so that's all I knew. I didn't know <laughs> we were gonna be like this. I just thought like yeah. something bad would happen to the other people and would get a podium. I never thought it would be like this, but even if I was like, Mm-mm, McLaren's place is false. Like I will literally, <laughs> I will dash you a million dollars if that's McLaren's place on race day. Yeah, because I just knew. and cool. even if it was, even if it was, and the reason I knew it wasn't their pace was because Daniel Ricciardo was quick. Uh, there is no <laughs> way. Slander. Daniel Ricciardo was giving that representative face. Exactly. Like, it wasn't impossible. impossible. No. So, I mean, for me, I was I was very nervous. But, again, the one thing, the, the only reason why I continue to stay positive for our team, Mercedes, AMG. Your team? Yes. Your team? Okay. My team. No, the reason why I continue to stay positive is purely because of Lewis Hamilton. Like, because of last year, I will. I cannot doubt him. And by yeah. extension, the team, just because last year I really I was out. I was like, man, we just we just got to have some good races. And he came out and said, yeah, nah, you put some respect on my I, name. I'm going like, to show you. I'm Lewis Hamilton. So because of that, I, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm ho- I'm fingers crossing for uh, FP3 and qualifying. And so then a torrential qualifying and everybody did whatever George hit pole which was surprising and pretty cool but Lewis's DRS not opening again I was I'm not gonna lie I was in the mud I was like I'm still gonna believe in you I can't see it honestly it's kind of like it's funny but it's almost man (laughs) team LH is not escaping cult accusations but the only it's almost like religion where it's like I don't actually know how this is gonna happen and I don't believe it but I'm going to choose to have faith in Lewis Hampton purely on the fact that he's Lewis. So we're going to do well this weekend, even though I don't see how we're going to do it. I don't see the path. Like we got all these faster cars. I was like, but we're going to make I saw it the up path. there somehow. My Somewhere, path somehow. is not the path that happened, but I saw my path. My path was like um, Norris crashing into Sainz and Leclerc and Alonso <laughs> crashing into the uh, Alconan. We're, we're never beating cult accusations. No, and I'm okay, with it. okay, but I'm just going to say, I maybe might not have had faith if this was a track like Jeddah or Miami or Imola, but there are yeah. tracks for me. Hungary, Silverstone, it's literally Silverstone, yeah. Hungara Ring, Seco Villeneuve, um, Seco de Catalunya, yeah, and Suzuka, where I just have good feelings. Like, let's even remove Catalunya, Spain, because that's a shitty track, mm-hmm. but and Suzuka, those four tracks. Suzuka, Canada, Silverstone, Hungary. Like, they hold my heart. They hold my heart. Like, I'm obsessed. You know, those are my favorite. Well, Suzuka is my favorite Suzuka, track. Suzuka, I was going to say uh, Japan. Hungary is purely because, like, it's Lewis's track. Like, yes, he owns is. that track. He has two tracks like, that he owns. His names are on the Technically three now. And the other one, they just gave it to him because they gave him citizenship. So he has three. Silverstone, Hungary, and now um, Sao Paulo. I forget the name. Technically, he owns he, uh, um, Interlagos. Dude, Technically, you, Interlagos. he owns he owns Circus Jovenov. He owns that Canadian track too. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's home. That's home. That was really where he, he showed up. Even he put even, a stamp. even Texas. That's low key his. Even Texas. Oh, once he's like on the borders of America, he's like you know he he gets a vim. His friends are watching him. That's why Miami is so painful this year because yes. he's like. I'm not gonna do this to Gabriel Union. I'm a pull up, and he does all the shit. He's like the queen is here. I, I gotta oh, represent. Gosh. Serena's watching. Gotta yes. behave. My that man is in love with Serena. Like let's know he's in love yes, with Serena. Very much. 
No, I but mean, no. I just... I love before, how you just dived into how Mercedes did this weekend. Before, you were just like <laughs> jumping and, in. By the no, way, before we even move forward, this yes. is the end of George's good luck. These 12 races have been enough for him. We are coming back out of the summer break and our witch doctor will be powerful. Mandela is on our side. Our ancestors will pull through. Like you can slowly see the luck's been fading. The luck's been fading. But it's Listen, gonna be gone. Today. For me, for me, I don't bear I don't wish George ill. Yeah, all of my attention, it. all of my attention is on Lewis. As long as Lewis does well, George coming through, that's a cherry on top. That's all I need. But Lewis George wins. has been doing well at the expense of Lewis. His luck has literally been yes, like but that's it's literally different. exactly the good luck he's getting is equating to bad luck yes. to Lewis. I don't I, but you <laughs> see, I don't mind if George gets good luck if Lewis gets equal amounts of good luck. When George of was getting lucky, oh I still don't Lewis like Lewis was but... getting no, I feel you. I know I know where you stand on this. When Lewis was getting lucky, or, or when George was getting lucky, Lewis was getting unlucky. And that was the problem. So safety card come out, George gets lucky, he makes some come-ups, but then Lewis also has bad luck. And so he paired either one stop earlier or one step after. And so now George is ahead of him, right? And so instead of both of them getting some easy overtakes or easy like places. And so for me, as long as Lewis is doing well. So anyway, that was that was kind of I mean, just today's, a prelude. Today's race needs to be the energy. Like I, I think I think today's race is actually what it is because you've said it many times in in terms of how they were having different setups right lewis was testing things and the moment lewis stopped stops testing which i think was maybe like two or three races ago um Mm -hmm. the moment he stopped doing that he's been very consistently a tenth to two tenths ahead of george in qualifying and also race pace and so this now we can actually see a true head-to-head because when he when George either qualifies ahead of him or is doing well in a race, before it was e- it was either d- due to setup or luck, and so I'm 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 very I'm feeling very happy and comfortable with where we are, and it's and it's better and it's making me more happy because this is more or less where I thought we were always going to be. I always thought George was a good driver. I just didn't think he would be good enough to be better than Lewis. I thought I, this is exactly where I thought it was, and I'm very happy pleasantly that it is where. And in my mind, George, Max, and Charles, they're all like equal in different strengths, but like they're all equal and Lewis is above. Anywho, let's move on to the actual race because it's a little prelude. So do you have a three-word race review? Oh, I got blood yell. I got yeah, one, Okay, go ahead with yours. Yes. Go ahead with yours while I think of mine. Ferrari is unserious. Mm-hmm. They are not... A real team right now. I don't know. I don't know if you looked in my notes. I have just so many like different things for them. This was another weekend. And again, like it's crazy that we can say another where they are actively doing everything in their power. And especially this weekend more than other weekends, because Charles actually did not put a foot wrong this weekend. Like he actually did any everything that he needed to do right signs had better pace yesterday so he got he, he qualified higher but Charles like came out he did what he needed to do and even with them trying to give signs an undercut he still had the pace to get ahead i mean sure i think granted signs had not a great pit stop so whatever but Charles still managed to get ahead and after that he was doing well and it actively looked no not looked it was that ferrari as a team were actively making sure no matter what Shaw did, he was going to do bad. And I don't know, like they must have like a sadist clause 
in their driver's contracts where they're going to like embarrass them as much as humanly possible when they're just about to win because it doesn't make sense just how often they continue to bottle a win or good strategy when Charles is doing well. And with the Ferrari, it's like you already have Charles who is very like prone to driver errors and just like flying off the track for no reason. Why add to your stress with not even bad, but abysmal? We've all seen that, uh, not the press room, but the, that driver's box immediately after the race where Lewis is asking uh, Max and George, are they on hards? And they both look at Lewis saying, yeah, just laughing. And they all just started laughing because it's it was comical. By the When he went on them, they had data. They knew it was not going to work. They had and they data. still did it. They did it <laughs> because they are not the world data champions. Mercedes AMG F1. That's we have true. all the data. That's true. Yes. We have all the data. We spent have how none. many races collecting data? Eight, nine races. Seven. Data. Seven. A solid seven races after every single one. They'll be like, oh, amazing drive by George. Good data collected by Lewis. Like literally. Uh, uh, so, yes. So, that's kind of how I feel about Ferrari. Well, my three word race review. Is Ferrari disaster class. Oh, and I'm gosh. just going to point out, because this we said this last week on the board, this is a Ferrari track. Ferrari fans were out there saying, there's no way this is not a one-two. Martin Brando even said, one of the Ferrari guys yesterday, even after quality, was like, we have George in the bag with pit. Like, this is it. And it's not like they, I'm just going to put it, it's not like they didn't have the pace. They literally made wrong decision after wrong decision after wrong decision. But literally, I don't know if you saw Carlos Sainz's tweet. But this man had the audacity Track to make him. a tweet going in these temperatures. We were simply not fast enough. I'm like, why are you a liar? You were fast enough. You just made wrong decision after wrong decision. Like, science zone was maybe even pace. But Leclerc, literally in the blink of an eye, this man went from P1 to P6. I'm like, how did... They like as you said, as we said, they're allergic to winning. Like allergic. Are you alright? Like, how is it possible? How is it possible that you are consistently making the same wrong? Like, it's not even variety of wrong decisions. It's the same. It's the same standard of wrong decisions every single time. Nah, nah. Ferrari does that absolute like. And like this is their track. This is not like oh they went from like a three four to a four six. This was a what like this was a guaranteed one two. There's no reason it shouldn't have been a one two. I, I again, we've said it several like, times. So I'm I just gonna especially with Verstappen and Perez starting 11th, 10th and eleventh. The fact that Perez, let's not even remove Verstappen because he can drive. Perez ended up ahead of Leclerc. Perez, and he was only two seconds behind Sainz. If that VSC had not happened, he would have overtaken Sainz because he was like three seconds a lap faster. Hi. Hi, bro. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's not looking good. I mean, it uh, on paper, after Quali, this was almost exactly the type of weekend that they wanted, right? Max is starting down not even from a penalty or a powertrain issue that, that he's taken, right? He had a, he had his, his car was down. And so now he's starting lower. And instead of 
capitalizing on that, Max with his whatever is faster than a rocket ship, rocket ship, manages to bring himself all the way to P1. And they the thing is, he didn't aren't even, even manage to give himself. Max took himself to like P5, and then shenanigans occurred and things switched, and then suddenly he was first. He didn't even do much like that. But even still, the, the point is Max got there. He spun and still got and 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 Ferrari. And as Lewis that said, on, that just shows you the Kano. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and the fact that the, they had both cars on 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 P2 and P3, front row and second row, right? And they are off the podium at the end. I don't know, but it, it it's looking like they have the second best car, but they're gonna be the third best team. That's that's basically what's gonna happen. Lewis, my bold prediction for the season, and I don't want to go into it too much because next week we're gonna record like a massive jumbo half season review and also predictions for like incoming the rest of the season. But I think Lewis is gonna to compete to in the championship. Like, if Ferrari continue on the trajectory they're on, Lewis is going to come. And also, they're they have they're flexi four chain, so it all depends on how big of a how big of a of a pace exactly. impact that has to it. So, like, they're messing up, and they have uh, changes to make. Like, that could spell disaster for them. Like, we will now move if everything stays the same with Red Bull. We'll move from being the third best car to the second best, and we're already beating the second best car consistently. So. I would also like to point out that why exactly was Sainz out of Leclerc qualifying? And this is somebody you people want to tell me is serious and wants to win the I mean, championship. I won't lie. I won't lie. Why? I actually, when why? I saw Sainz at qualifying, I thought we were getting signs of last year where like he's finally like the, the he was riding off of his strength from last weekend and he's finally getting some sort of acclimation to the car Shaw has missed his opportunity to get enough points ahead of signs so he can get he can finish the, the the drivers ahead of signs. But I don't know. I mean, clearly today he didn't have the pace. So signs is still kind of in his I'm learning the car phase. So we'll see. Is it really? I don't think it's an I'm learning the car phase. I think it's more of just a no man's land. He's not good enough for Leclerc, but he's better than Perez. But I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to bridge the gap between signs of last year who beat Charles by the end of the year and the signs of this year where Charles is clearly the number one and he's the number two right like last year is it clearly it's not clear I mean, for Ferrari I mean <laughs> it's not clear for Ferrari strategy might be clear, clear to for you Ferrari, so we don't have to worry about what they see <laughs> they need to yeah so so anywho we'll see Charles I mean Charles said it best last week right like. I mean, when he, he when he messed up and went off track, like if he and his team can't get it together, like they don't deserve to be in the in the title in the running for the title. And that's this weekend was like a stamp of approval on those statements last week. So moving on to Red Bull, I feel as though um, there I mean, their day was pretty straightforward. One guy had a really good race and the other guy had a, a very middling race. Right. Like uh, Max. Their car is crazy fast. He cut through the field when he needed to. Um, Red Bull continues to be really good on strategy. And by really good, I mean very aggressive. They take risks, they take chances, and they have a car. And sadly, they have a driver who, when they take an aggressive strategy, their car is fast enough to make said strategy work. 
And when their closest competitor continues to fail, right, they can take those big risks, right? And so Max has had a great race. He managed to get to P1. Um, impressive, good on him. And Perez continues to be a bum, as I've said over and over, and I'll continue to say. Um, all he could muster was a P5. Um, shout out to him, at least, that he got ahead of Leclerc, um, which only helps. I mean, honestly, it doesn't, at this point, it doesn't even matter where Charles is finishing because it seems like he's not even on a real run for it. So, I mean, Red Bull, is, to me, is just summed up with good job, Max, and I guess Perez. <laughs> I don't like to talk good things about them, but let's talk about how per. Perez was nowhere. Perez was absolutely nowhere this weekend. Because obviously Max had issues. That's why he was 10th. Why was Perez 11th in qualifying? Ele- yeah, actually. I forgot about that. One, two, three, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. 11. That man is on serious. Literally, since he got caught cheating on his wife, clearly he's not been getting laid anymore. Well, because- anyway, we... His main goal there is to support the constructors. That's it. He's just supposed to be close enough. Yeah, but he's not even doing that. He's I not mean, even doing it, that. Like, he's not doing... He's he's doing it based purely on Ferrari's fuck-ups. He's not doing it... It's like Bottas. Bottas was a supporter in the constructors, but it was mainly because the other people were not good enough. It wasn't because... And obviously, last year, it all shined and opened up and, like... You could see yeah. all the glaring deficiencies. I, mean, I mean, but Checo, in my opinion, is still a worse Bottas because Bottas last year, near the end of the season, had had way more bad luck. He had been he'd been in races where he was in P two, like Monaco, and completely like I think Mercedes completely like messed up his race and he finished way off. So even Checo with a much better car still cannot rise up. So I don't know. For me, Checo is a bum. I, I've said enough about him. I get tired of talking about bums too much. So, so Mercedes, Mercedes, <laughs> Mercedes. What's there to say? Lewis Hamilton's great. Like I'm tired. I'm not tired, but like I'm tired of praising him without any rewards. I want my victory now. I'm ready. It's coming. I'm ready for our win. That could have been this weekend. It's coming in Spa, by the way. I've called it. Because Ferrari engines will not last in Spa. Spa is the definition of a power circuit. So all six of them are going to die. And we have an engine upgrade coming in Spa. We're we're winning Spa. Even if they need to give it that last year energy, we're winning Spa. And there's been rumors that our our power, our PU hasn't been fully dialed in. So, I mean, again, very, very rumors, but. That's what the peeps are saying. <laughs> That's what the peeps are saying. So we shall see. Maybe we, we left a little bit in the tank for the last nine races since I think one of them was removed. So, um, no, uh, we've been saying it up and down. Lewis is that guy. And as great as George is. He's no Lewis Hamilton. Um, and you can go back and listen to like our earlier episodes from like Bahrain and, and the race after, but we've been saying Lewis is a 10th to two uh, faster than George. And when we look at all of the qualifying sessions, save obviously the, the final one with the DRS, we can't really compare, but 
the one I think he beat Lewis's time in one of the Q2 sessions and or, or Q2 runs. And that was because Lewis ended up going off track. And so that was but for the most part, Lewis has been the last two races for sure has been gapping George. And I think we even saw a little bit with some of the post-race interviews today with George, where he looked just a little bit peeved, which I'm sure I, I don't want to just put it all on him being beaten by Lewis. Cause I don't think it was, I think he was very upset that he managed to get pole last year or not yesterday and wasn't able to convert that pole into a race win. Um, but also because my but, ancestors were on the job, <laughs> literally, I was thinking how George cannot win this race because obviously, after the first pit stops, he was still ahead. And I go into the group chat with with some of my friends, and literally, everybody's like, George cannot win this race. I was like, I am not a hater, Lord. Haters unite. We are in this no, together. I would, I, for sure. I think George's slight caginess in some of the interviews is the fact that he had pole and he couldn't win. But also knowing that Lewis was in P7 and Lewis managed to come to P2 and also how Lewis did it. Because it wasn't like they they had a battle that he ended up losing. Because I feel like in that case, he would have been upset, but he's like, all right, fine, whatever he, he managed to do. But Lewis just had so much pace that he knew, like, there's no point fighting this because he's going to beat me. I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to ruin my tires. And then signs is going to come up here and maybe get a place. But I think it was just a little bit of everything. And these last two races, I think, are a taste of what's going to come for the rest of the season and also next year. And we're really kind of that those interviews, again, not to put too much emphasis on them, but are showing kind of why all of Lewis's past teammates at some points you will see they just have a certain amount of stress or caginess happening because, as they've all said, it is not easy being Lewis Hamilton's teammate. It's not easy being the teammate to somebody who. When you're firing at all cylinders, they always have just a little bit more to give. When you think there is nothing more you can do and you think you've just just gotten ahead of him, right? George thought, I know Lewis is good. Obviously, George, Roy knows this from oh his experience God. as an athlete. <laughs> yes, as an athlete myself, I can tell you there is nothing more frustrating than knowing no matter what you do, that person next to you, that person right there, they will always have just a little bit more on that day where you're feeling good and you come out and you're just in the lead and they just kind of mm, come and yoink it. It can be truly frustrating. And I feel like um, if anything else, that's going to be something we, we we should try and take note of of George as the season is moving on and how he deals with that stress. Because if we're correct and Lewis continues this form where um, for the rest of the season, Lewis is always ahead of George, even if it's only just a little bit, but he's always ahead of George. We might, we'll have to see how George kind of deals with that because up until now they've been close. Right. And I don't think George would be upset if Lewis beats him, but if it's, if it is a consistent, I really do think we're going to have to watch George and see how he deals with this. Because if, if Lewis continues to one up him, no matter what he does, it is a natural response for a competitor, especially in this level, like to want to be the best. Yes. It happened to Lewis. It happened to Nico. Happened to Alonso. It happened to all of them. It, maybe you'll have the relief of knowing that oh, Lewis really doesn't want to be here after one more year. Um, but also the fact that Lewis hasn't said specifically when he's going to go. So I think that's something to watch. If this was Lewis, the last five races, traditionally, statistically, 
post-summer break, Lewis is a beast. And I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Post-summer break, Lewis. I think you've seen it well. Because obviously it started 2020 and there was really a summer break. And last year was last year and it was kind of like, but mm, post-summer break, Lewis, every single year. It's like they used to inject it. It's like a machine. He rarely makes mistakes. He capitalizes on others' mistakes. His speed is just, oh, Lord. Like, y'all need to see my face right now. I'm going through a I religious experience. We're, we're not beating this. cult allegations. If you, if you don't <laughs> believe, believe in, in God, Hamilton? just <laughs> if you're not religious, firstly, yes. Secondly, just watch Lewis post-summer break 2017. Just go watch those races and you will understand what I mean. Moving on. I, I like to talk about Alpine because that's where Esty Bestie is, friend of show, friend of show, is. And, oh, excuse no, me, excuse me. Friend of Fernando show Alonso, is Fernando friend of show, Friend of pod. No, the way that race started and Ocon did not care who was on the inside of him and all he wanted to make sure was that Alonso did not get ahead of him. That is the energy we all need to have. It's literally <laughs> He was literally like, um, Lewis, open. The road is open. Go through. I'm focusing on this bitch right here. <laughs> he drove. I, if you guys have not yet seen that on board, please go on YouTube, Twitter, or or the F1 team. However you got it. I think it's just, Lewis's on board as well. It's no, Lewis's no, on Lewis's on board is a great perspective. But if you look at the on board of Ocon, because you can even see, because in, in Ocon's on board, you can see where his head turns. And all he ever does is he looks to the right. He never once glances to the left to see who's there. He only checks to make sure where Alonso is and just focuses on that. So that was a beautiful thing to see. And seeing Alonso being very, very upset about that, again, chef's kiss and the beauty of it is we're this is as if Alonzo wouldn't be doing the exact same thing if Ocon had a good start and was trying to get him so either way that was lovely I mean eventually Alonzo managed to do uh get ahead and I think he finished p8 and Ocon was p9 um but again mm. close point any points and well they also yeah. their race also got screwed yeah of like but still any close strategy. any points for Ocon and being close to Alonzo purely because of the heavy lifting that he's done this first half of the season is good because that will be able to make sure that he finishes ahead of Alonzo. And I, I love it when those record books show another person beat Alonzo as a teammate. So that'll all be beautiful. Um, <clears throat> and then what is it? Aston Martin for the second week in a row are fighting each other for points. <laughs> and last time. Or no, 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 no. I don't know what you mean points. A solitary <laughs> points. One. So One. fighting each other for a point. Because last week it was Stroll finishing ahead of Vettel and Vettel coming into that final turn, trying to trying to pass and Stroll putting on a, a very heavy defense. And this week it was uh, Vettel managing to get the point. But I think they actually came and they actually touched this today. So um, we'll see how it continues. But that saga over there continues to be interesting. Um, oh, totally forgot. Seba announces retirement. Um, I'm sure you were. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Oh, oh, we need it. Oh, I'm sure you're oh, devastated. 
I'm sure you're devastated. Ladies and gentlemen, and MBs of the pod, if you have time, go to my Twitter account and just per- at Rain Noir, three E's at the end, and just peruse what I was up to that day. Because when I say menace, when I say menace, honestly, as I said on my Twitter account, this is only Sebastian Vettel's physical retirement. His mental retirement award, Lab 52, German Grand Prix 2018, baby. If you're... <laughs> If you're if you're a sub fan, I rewatched that race fan, recently. I apologize because you will never. Suez. You will never. Suez will, is disgusting. Will... Honestly, I have more respect for sub fans than I the do hate we fans. Get, but it's okay. No, but I mean, he's retiring. Best of luck to him in all his future endeavors. Um, I mean, this is coming well, from really? this half of the pot. Okay, not not your half. <laughs> But no, he he's a family man. He's an activist. He does what he does. I mean, I think he focuses more on like LGBTQ and uh and 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 more conservation, environmental. Environment. Issues, but, he focuses on environment. Yes. But regardless, bees. yeah, the bees. bees. But regardless, I mean he's doing what he does. And he, at least he is of there's only two drivers in F1 who really have anything to say about anything ever. And so shout out to the one other person. Um moving on, Norris P7. And Danny Boyd P15, which I think some of it was from his contact with, I believe, was it Gasly? I can't remember whom. Uh, but he got he got a five second penalty, which Stroll, thank you, yes, uh, Danny, yes, yes, yes. Mm, okay, McLaren. Mm. Norris, like I love how he thought he could be a driver and like defend from Lewis. <laughs> he was like. Ah! I'm going to be a serious driver. I'm going to defend. Yeah. That pretty much went in the bin. Like they're, I mean, they're, 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 they're proving currently to be best of the rest. Smiling kangaroo, Daniel Ricardo. Smiling kangaroo, Daniel Ricardo really said this man was in between Schumacher and Magnuson in 14th. I'll be fifth. Why is he still driving? Why is he still driving? frustrating he's taking a good seat away from a good driver like it's frustrating like it's actually annoying at this point I'm i mean angry. i th- i think there could be a lateral movement i don't know if they would want him in indycar but like patrice award i still cannot say his first name i apologize um but it, it i think it would be cool to see a ladder where danny rick goes to indycar and takes that guy's seat and then he comes over and takes Danny Rick's seat. Also, Daniel Ricardo, if he ever goes to IndyCar, Mark my words, is going to flop. I mean, maybe he might have something like Roman Grosjean, where like he's th- th- that form of racing speaks to his talents. Maybe he loves the American world, where he can always be in the country that he loves so much. Reina is saying, "Hail to the Naw." She took a big gulp of water and that was a hail to the knock. Oh, I think hell. he should go to NASCAR where he's going to fail driving. Race, I think but at least the atmosphere. Okay. No, 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 no. But atmosphere, you don't need to be uh, NASCAR. You don't need to be winning. He's going to be great for the atmosphere and like just the vibes and like that's going to be ideal for him and his personality. And he can say, and he can say the N word all he likes because everybody there's saying it anyway. So I feel like Danny Rick likes his caricature of America so much more then he actually like understands it because if he really got into NASCAR, yeah, sure. He, 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 
does he live he has like a home or something here in la i think yeah but like living in la but having this idea of what text culture if he was a nascar he would suddenly be like yeah this is not the the hee-haw howdy howdy like thing i thought and so i don't know I think IndyCar is the best place for him to go because I doubt he'll be driving in any other driving series. So we'll see. Did you have more for him? I I, I just, at this point, I, there's not too much to say about him. He's just, he's just not up to, he just doesn't cut it for me. I don't have any love for the man. He doesn't I don't have like the him. dog in him. Yeah, he, he just doesn't have it. Like it's gone. <laughs> I mean, did you, I was watching a post-race interview and he was so emphatic of how happy he was. It was the summer break and he was he was he was he was checked out already like he was ready to go it was like soon as this interview is done soon as we do our debrief i'm going back home and i'm kicking it right so he's checking out anywho um next up is let's do haas haas brought upgrades this weekend mm, okay no 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 they brought upgrades to magnuson's currently correct and Schumacher finished ahead of Magnussen. <laughs> I think and, I don't think this was a good track for Haas. One, yes, and I think they got unlucky in qualifying because of the wet, or like just the, not the wet, yeah, the vibe. And I just I just think the this this track just wasn't for them. Also, can we mention how the upgrades just looked like Ferrari? <laughs> So here's the thing. I I agree. I don't I don't think this track necessarily suited them. But I also, especially last week when they kept bringing up their upgrades, but they had, they still don't have they still don't have upgrades. They still don't have upgrades. I feel like the reason why they have taken so long to bring upgrades is because they are not confident in their skill level to bring upgrades and then be able to tinker and get their setup right to make said upgrades immediately. Just because I think also we saw that with like even their first, the original car they started the season with, it took them a couple races to like, I think Haas definitely have issues with setup because I know a couple of times in the last couple of years, they would have a good race and be like, we have no clue. We have no clue how that came about. So I think it definitely took them a few races to even get into the stride of the old car. And like Mick was finally getting points and everything. And so I do agree with you. And I think maybe... In the next like three, four, four races, like things will get yeah. better. And that's why when everyone was so hyped about how well they were doing, regardless of have, bringing no upgrades, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty confident that they, and their thinking is that we're doing well without these upgrades. Let's try and ride this wave as far as we possibly can. Um, and even like traditionally how they were originally set up, they were very much a kit of parts, right? They were, they were, they were set up in a very efficient way, which then comes to tinkering or making different types of changes a lot harder. And so if they still run on a similar high efficiency model, like best bang for your buck type of thing, they seem like a team where once we're good, we need to ride this as long as possible. And when they start to add things, if they do well immediately, for me, it's more like they just got lucky and it worked out. But I was very convinced that like any upgrades they brought. I, in fact, I'm not even I'm not surprised. I'm not so surprised that Mick beat K Mag with the upgrades. I'm more surprised that K Mag wasn't even lower with their new upgrades because I thought it would really take them time to figure it out, or the upgrades it would just be bad. Like I genuinely just thought their upgrades might actually detract from their pace. And I was like, they should not even no do an faith. upgrade. 
I so I don't know. But either way, um, Mick is looking much more racy. Um, on Twitter, I think I saw some people were talking about Mick moving to like McLaren. I was like, I I don't know about that. And I think they were, I mean, they were sending their discussion. No, apparently there's on. rumors about him going to Aston Martin. Aston, like yes, Aston Martin as over well. Vettel's seat, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, for them, they were talking about him going to any other team. I, I just feel like his stock is a little bit overvalued, but they were saying they're not, he's not going to get the same special treatment as being part of Ferrari's program with his last name. But I don't know. I feel, I, I still, I, he's had good form as of late. But I still feel K-Mag is a better driver. K-Mag just, if K-Mag just had a little bit more control in, in terms of how he raced, I feel like he would be, he would be a much fuller package. But he doesn't know how to not be aggressive all the time. And he just doesn't have the same talent as Max for his always aggressive driving style to really, like, give him all of his fruits. Um, but yeah. And then we have Alpha Tari. Uh, they were very much off the pace. Yuki, again, sadly, he had a spin out of nowhere. I don't think, I don't know if it was any, I think it was just driver error. Um, so he finished super low. Um, I think second last P16, I'm not sure. Um, and, and Pierre did the best he could um sorry p17 for yuki and pierre did the best he could he actually got sorry excuse me that's the wrong race i still have my uh monaco gp up um pierre finished p12 which was great and and yuki was yeah p19 um so shout out to pierre he i think he did the best he could in that in that avatar it's it's very lacking this year um really not too much to say like he he kind of just flew under the radar. He he did well enough. He got close enough to points, but maybe those upgrades that Aston Martin bought were good enough to just keep him just outside the points. So um, maybe Alphatari can do something for the rest of the season, but I feel like they really, I hope their team is really focused on next year's car and they can bring back some pace like they had last year because they really were a very good team last year. And it, it's too bad that Yuki just wasn't ready to perform last year. Cause I think as a team and as a constructor last year, that would have been a great, great year for them. Um, and with Williams, like P17, P18 with um, just Yuki behind who had that obvious spin and then Valtteri Bottas who had the DNF. So they are still in the mud despite having new management. It, it seems like they cannot, they have some curse following them that, they just are doomed to be down there. I mean, again, they've had some good form. Albin's gotten point. Yeah, he has three points so far this season. Um, but outside of some decent races where they come up, but not quite in the points, Williams just continues to be just not great. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yo, I forgot they existed. I know you did. Because <laughs> I did too. If I did not write it down in my notes, I would have, I would have forgotten. Also, to talk about like them. side note, like Alfa Romeo's great start to the season looks so far away. It looks so long ago. Like, I mean, Joe, Joe. I mean, Joe did all right behind Pierre in P twelve. Joe is 
P13. And Valtteri was doing really well until his car kind of crapped out. But it really sucks because they were they were battling us. If we were the third best, honestly, it, it was at a point where we were like third best is a tie between us and Alpha Tauri. And even at that time, we were even talking in discussions about Alpha Romeo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Alpha Romeo. Thank you. And we were even talking about Alpine joining that. Like, we don't know who our real competitor is, but Alpine has fallen off a bit. I mean, they'll have some mm, really Alpine's good. Alpine's still fast doing laps. all right, I think. Yeah. They just, they just can't come through on race day. I mean, but. It's because Alonzo is a good driver. I feel like Alonzo is extracting something out of that car, but in terms as as a whole in their package, they just can't show their results on race day. This weekend, I think as a whole though, like as a team, they're doing better than like other teams. Like their two drivers are consistently like around each other. Yeah, I would agree. I think they have like the smallest gap between their two drivers from like them down to like Williams. I would agree. I think so too. Um, anywho, that's that kind of covers it. It was it was it was a it was a really really good race for Mercedes fans, and it was a really good race for MV Zero fans. Um, if you are Tafosi, like I don't know, maybe find a different hobby on race weekends because you're not gonna you're not gonna have a good time. So. As we're coming to the wrap-up section, who is your star of the day? Who's my star of the day? Dude, it's Lewis Hamilton. Easily. Easily. Easily, Lewis. Easily, Lewis. Um, like, if it day? wasn't Lewis, it would be, it would probably be Max, but it's Lewis. I wouldn't, I don't think I would. And I'm never giving I'm the exactly so like this is this is our show. It will, if I will it's never close say. between them, it's gonna always be Lewis. I will say Max at a good race. I will praise his skill, but I will who, never give him star of the day. Who, I don't care. Who who won driver of the day for F1? Max. <gasps> of course he did. But but also I went on there when when Lewis had just gotten into P2, I, I did go back onto the vote website. To see if I could vote for Lewis, but by then it, it already it had already been been decided. Yeah, so we so we couldn't. Vote. It closes like five laps to the end. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't we couldn't vote for Lewis, even if he might have been like a close second or wherever he was. So, um, anywho, uh, who was your bum of the day? I never <laughs> Fair enough. It's. It's it's it. That's not a terrible one to give. Who's for, yours? For me, I'm actually no. I changed my mind. Perez, just yeah. based on like the whole weekend, not just the day. It's Perez. Yeah, no. It, uh, yeah, he was he was very he was very non-existent the whole weekend. I think I think qualifying alone is enough to give Perez bum of the day. Um, for me, I'm gonna give it to a driver and a team. I'm gonna give Ferrari and Science. No, Yuki. Yuki's bum of the day. Oh, Alfa has been dreadful this season. Yes. So um, he finished P19 ahead of Bottas, who DNF'd. Um, and he managed to spin on his own. And obviously with bad try strategy, because I'm pretty sure he was on the hards. He just was never a- ever able to recover. And that spin was unnecessary, because I think he was he was actually racing pretty well. Um, so Yuki. And... Ferrari, they also are are bums just in general. Um, they are an unserious organization, um, and 
somebody, if not multiple somebodies on that team are ops. They're either Red Bull or Ferrari, or not Ferrari, but they're either Red Bull or Mercedes plants, and they still haven't figured it out because I don't understand how this happened. Um, But yes, uh, moving on to Fraud Watch. We totally forgot to do this last week. And real quick, for those, if you're a new listener, our Fraud Watch does not necessarily mean that you are truly a horrible driver. It just means your current performance has been... Does I mean, it not? Some of them are are just absolute terrible drivers. Let's see, <laughs> but yes. Also, <laughs> but in, is it just yeah. I I've noticed Latifi's Malo maybe like he's you know, literally what? not been on screen since like Emala. Yeah, because again, like some again, half of them they they don't need to be on screen. They only show them when they mess up because again, you're just gonna show a car driving around the track. But yes, so on our fraud watch is Latifi, Gasly, Ricardo, K-Mag, Yuki, and Perez. Um, K-Mag is the only one whom I could hear coming out of fraud watch, but I don't think there's anyone whom I feel I need to I be I still like, haven't right. forgiven him for Spain. I still haven't forgiven him for Spain. Fair He's enough. I'm, I'm cool with watch. that. Excellent. Okay. Any so then there we go. Our fraud watch remains the same. It's actually been a very consistent season this year. No one's been like like sometimes usually people get moments and you're like, oh wow, that's impressive. So anywho, uh, did you have a star moment this week that you wanted to kind of highlight? Mm, or was yeah, it just I spent the of- night on my aunt's I spent the night at my aunt's house and that was a really good time for me. But before we end the episode though, I wanted to talk about how Massey came out and did an interview um, now that he's back in Australia and he revealed that he signed an NDA. Why do you need an NDA if nothing happened? Why do you need an NDA if nothing happened? Also, all these people are coming out, more people are coming out, sympathizing with him over said death threats than came out when Nelson Piquet was racist to Lewis Hamilton. So that tells you all you need to know about F1's priorities. There you go. Enough said. Couldn't have said it myself. Star of the week, my love. Um, for me, uh, this weekend, a friend of mine who has been out of town uh, came in. And so we went out last night, just kind of hanging out. And we were trying to find a decent place to go and just kind of have a good time and dance. But I don't know why, but everywhere in Chicago is just opening early, like in terms of like the bars and the clubs. And people are like, there's like long lines outside of them already at like 10 p.m. Like, what the hell? So we ended up, find, we found like this uh, little blues bar and that was a great time. So we went there and we we're there maybe for like an hour and a half. Um, but we already got like gotten food and been to a couple like rooftops and bars and whatnot. So it was very chill. So I had a good time. Um, yeah, that's for me. So lastly, before you close this out, do you have any, so anyway, um, please, Reina, close this out. Okay, thank you so much, darlings, for joining us today. Love you guys so much. Bye, darlings.